greet the saints this evening. In the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a privilege and an honor to be able to stand before you. I think first and foremost, um, just to acknowledge our precious dear pastor, it's really big shoes to fill tonight. Makes me think of a child when you get home and you take off your shoes. The child normally goes and puts their tiny feet in those big shoes. And that makes you realize how big that shoes really is. <laughs> but I trust tonight that it's God that will speak through me. I'm here tonight just to share a testimony. Okay, we can go to the word to Judges chapter 7 verses 9 Amen and it reads as follows And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down into the host, for I have delivered delivered it into thine But if thou fear to go down, go thou with Pura, thy servant, down to the host. And thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward, afterward shall thine hands be strengthened to go down into the host. Then went he down with Pura, his servant, unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. Uzakuzwa ukuthi bathindi andikuba kuqiniswe izandla zakho ukuba wehlele ekamu khona wehla nophura udibe lwakhe emaphathelweni ba abahlomileyo abasekamu And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude and the camels were without number, as the sand by the seaside for multitude. Abakwamidiane, nama amaleki, nabobonke abasempumalanga, bahlala esikotini, jenga usikonyane, ngobuning, amakamela abo, aye, ngenakubadwa, 
And when Gideon was came, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow, and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian, and came unto a tent, and smote it that it fell, and overturned it that the tent lay along. Lapo efiga ukidioni bega umuntu wayela ndisa umganwa ke ipupo wati ngapupa ipupo bega ikebelengwana lesingwa sepali lalikingele ekamu lakwa midiani lafiga etendeni lalishaya lazelawa lalikubu kela lapatalala and his fellow answered and said this is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For unto his hand had God delivered Midian and all the host. Umganwake wapindula wati, loku aguluto ngapandle kwenkemba ka Gideoni, indotana ka Joashi, umuntu wako Israeli, unkunungulu, unikele esandene sake, umidiani nembi yonke. Amen. Can pray. Our dear Heavenly Father God, Father God, here we come, Father God, to testify of who you are in our lives, O Lord. Amen. Father God, for Lord, we find ourselves at times, O God, tossed to and fro, Lord. Amen. But tonight, O God, we can stand and know, Lord, who holds our anchor, Lord. Amen. Father God, here I am, O God. I surrender all, O God. Mm. Father God, come and take part, come and take hold of my vocal cords, yes. O Lord, and speak to your children, O God. Amen. Minister unto me, O Lord, as I stand here, O Lord. <coughs> Father God, because, O Lord, Father, we are needy of thee tonight, O Lord. Yes. Amen. Father God, we say thank you now, O Lord. Father God, come and take control now, O Lord. Have preeminence in this meeting, O God. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 In the midst of the storm. Amen. Amen. It's not a nice place to be found. But I believe that it's in the midst of the storm that God molds a character. It's in the midst of that storm that the character is tested. We say that he is the, I don't know the, the English word, the potter bakar. He, he's, the, he's the potter. And it's where he tests his vessel that he created. Because I don't think you would just make a vessel and then trust it to 
to do anything that you you set it out to be but you need to test it and the prophet in the message just uh, show us the father and it will suffice suffice us paragraph 28 he says god can't use anything that's afraid you know gideon had to send them all back back was scared and if you're afraid to testify of your healing before it comes god can't use you If you're afraid to tell the people you've received the Holy Ghost, don't worry. I doubt whether you ever get it or not. See, God, God wants heroes. He wants something that's brave. God wants something that will stand up and talk. That's not scared to tell your boss or anyone else. Jesus Christ the son of God has saved me from a life of sin. Amen. Amen. I would just like to read Psalms 34 as well. It's after a trial that you stand up and you you feel like the psalm writer here. Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Amen. Amen. Um, my testimony is as follows. My wife is pregnant for and a half months now 19 weeks 19 weeks and i think like any expecting couple you are excited you are under expectation and you look forward to nine months to be over i don't know i'm more excited Or is my wife looking to be relieved after nine months? 
but still there's expectation and going through all the different stages you fall in love with the unborn child there's a bond that's created between mother and child but there's a bond between father and child as well last week Monday my wife um, started experiencing pains and Tuesday the pains progressed it got worse by Tuesday afternoon it was so bad that she had to rush to the doctor and I think a woman woman has extraordinary strength or maybe men are just they they show pain more easier but but I don't know woman has a next they take it to the next level and we got to the doctor he had a look examined my wife and there was nothing that you could see. So the next option he had was to admit her into hospital. And she slept through the night. And the pain was still there. And during the day, it, she went to the gynecologist to have a look and he looked and there was nothing wrong with the pregnancy and by now you are troubled what can it be so I think there's one song that stands out in this time you, you prayed, I prayed, we prayed together. So I'm encouraged by the song, only believe, only believe. But nothing is happening. And they push her over to the gynecologist, they had a look and he suspected something and he rushed her over to the specialist surgeon. And he had a look. At this time, I was still at home waiting for my daughter to get done so that we can go to the hospital. And my wife gives me a call. And she says, the doctor says you've got two choices. It's either you, it's either me and the child, or either it's the child. But 
but we have to decide and she hang on to the phone and she said to me what do we do I could say nothing I said I'm coming I'm on my way I couldn't pray. I couldn't rush my daughter to finish. It was like slow motion. I looked at the time, it was 15.36. When I opened my eyes again, it was 14, uh, 16.14. And I'm still at home. And we got to the hospital. And I cried. How could I decide? I was, we had a discussion. We had many discussions like this before. If you choose, rather choose me, we'll try for a baby later on. And there I was, I couldn't decide. I got a message from my sister. She says, you know what? You've got one wife. You can always try later to have another child. The only prayer I could say was, Lord, I cannot choose. Lord, you've blessed me. I'm under expectation. And it's in this time where, where you feel the storm is at the peak now. Now you, you're trying to look for answers. What's next? What, what do we expect now? And still singing, only believe, only believe. I remember the surgeon said two choices. And in the time that we were together, Waiting for him now. The surgeon came and he said, Listen, it's your appendix, it needs to be removed. And wow, I mean, here you are, have to you 19 weeks pregnant and you have to go under operation. It seems impossible. I mean, the surgeon of what 15 years experience tells you either way. So he comes and he says, listen here, 12 o'clock tonight, it's an emergency, you'll have to go in. And like Gideon, we say, no, Say, Lord, show us a sign. By now they 
took blood to test the blood. Manje bathathe igazi ukuthi bohlole igazi. To look at the infection levels in the blood. Batheke ukuthi igazi lime kanjani. And the one shows that it's it's above normal. So we expect the doctor says no there is it shows that you've got an infection it is your appendix I'll have to operate Again Gideon said Lord let me put the fleece outside Again the fleece and may it everywhere be dry but the fleece have dough on because we we trust God will heal God is the healer only believe and three o'clock that morning they took a blood sample again by now the infection levels almost doubled so the sign is that it is the appendix and the doctor said you've got up to 48 hours after that you in danger and the pain started on Monday night we're heading for Wednesday morning now so he comes 8 o'clock and he says you know what this operation is so delicate that I have to do you first before I do any other operation so what song comes to mind I need thee I need thee O Lord sometimes we are faced with a battle or you're faced with a giant and you expect God to work it out according to what you want it to be there's a song that says the battle is his so here I am now Lord why couldn't you just touch her just heal her you are the, the healer you the mighty physician I've got faith I stretched out like the woman with the blood issue but it's not my will God works it out so that he can have the glory. So they come in and they wheel her to theater. And the song, I need thee, I need thee. She gets into theater. And when we say God is a God of that specializes in the impossible, He first shakes you. Here the anesthesist is sitting, and she says to my wife, "I had to go and read up." 
Amen. Because this it's something that I've never done before. And the risk is so high. And just one step back before she went into theater. Spoke to the doctor. He also went and he read up a bit during the night. Asked him, Doctor, what is the chance? What 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 is the complications? Because I believe I've got faith. My faith has been tested now. And he says, No, there's a chance of between two and six percent that the child won't make it. And in that moment, I realized one thing. That the prophet says, he teaches us, he says, if you ask, and you, or if you say it unto this mountain, be thou removed. And the littlest speck of dust starts moving. You don't see it. But the mountain started moving. So my chances of 100 went down to 6%. But it doesn't stop there. Because I believe. And I immediately am, am drawn to Jacob where he was wrestling with God. When he couldn't wrestle anymore, he just held on. When it seemed impossible, just hold on. And so my wife is in theater and the anesthesia even shows her the books and says, you know what? I did my research. I think it's like getting into a plane and the pilot has a book that says flying the ABC of flying a plane. But we trust that God will make a way. And my wife came out. The doctor said, listen, we cannot have her in there for more than an hour. And I think it was exactly an hour. And they called us, or they called me in. She said, no, she's up, she's awake. There she is, she's fine. She's still pregnant. But now the question is, is the child okay? What what's happening? And there's still a lot of questions being asked. And we go through to a room where the in the ward. And her face lights up. 
And she says, you know what? Give me your hand. And she puts it on her stomach. This is about almost an hour after she was out of theater again. And there's this little movements in her stomach. And it made me realize that God takes you into the storm. And you've got your expectation of what the storm contains or what the storm is about. But then God takes it a level up. Where you've got no control. It takes it to a point where you don't even feel like giving up because it's too much energy. And I look back and I was telling my wife afterwards because she was constantly telling me and my mother-in-law, you guys must eat, you guys must eat. But that wrestling match is so tough. But in 48 hours, I think I had a slice of bread only. And I've never been so tired afterwards. Because that level is so high. It's so intense. That if you go alone or you trust in men, doctor with 15 years experience, you might not even make it. We came back and our doctor came and he had a look. And the situation is so rare that he says in 40 years of practicing this is only the second time he sees it. The the surgeon comes in he says you know what this appendix was near bursting point. It was abnormally large. And here we are. Who do we trust? When you're in the midst of the storm. And when I put my hand on my wife's stomach. And I feel that little movement. I can only but sing amazing grace. Because it's not what I've done. But it's what God did for me. Yesterday we went back to the doctor. For 20 weeks checkup. And he's excited because everything is on track. And 
we can't help but think of a song as well as we see that we see that Kabang in Goma 80. God of the mountain. Life is easy when you up on the mountain. And you've got peace of mind. Like you've never known. And then you just get a glimpse of the storm. And it feels like things change. The song says, but things change when you when you're down in the valley. Don't lose faith for you're never alone. And then the chorus lifts one up. It encourages you to the next level. It says, for God on the mountain is still God in the valley. You have to go down into the valley because that's where the battle line is. If David stood on the mountain top, looking down into the valley, would he realize how big Goliath was? He had to go down into the valley. And he had to look up to Goliath. Even he went to Saul. Saul looked down at him. But David knew that he had to go back into the valley, into the battle line. And he had to face the giant. Look at Joseph. Joseph's brothers looked down at him when they threw him in the pit. When he was dragged away as a slave, worked as a slave, yet again he went to prison. Why, Lord, I'm doing everything right? Lord, I'm doing as you expect me to do. But God is busy molding a character. God is busy molding a hero. Because God doesn't want cowards. Then God takes him and God elevates him. So much that the people that look down at him, when they look up to him, they can't recognize him. Look at the the prophet preaches a message where he says he came across an eagle. And he looked down at the eagle. But when that eagle flapped its wings, it took off. It went higher and higher and higher until he couldn't see it no more. 
So to Joseph, the people that looked down at him, they couldn't recognize him when they looked up to him. Because when God is done with you, you'll never be the same. Amen. I just want to close off with Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 to 13. Paul says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to be abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Amen. Amen. From verse 11. 11 to 13. Okay. One needs to be content. For in the midst of your storm, if you are not content, it's so easy to move. It's so easy to to blame God. For it's not how you expected God to work it out for you. But once you've learned how to be content, that when if you're in the midst of the storm, you'll be able to stand and say, Lord, thy will be done. And at the end, still praise him. Because God still specializes in the impossible. So I just want to encourage you saints that if you're in the midst of the storm remember there's a song that says the songwriter says that he is He knows where the wind starts and where it ends. He knows up until where the sea must go onto the beach. So if you find yourself in that storm, know who holds the storm. Because it's so easy to and we find ourselves to be tempted or tempted to try and 
direct the storm to where we want it to yeah. be. But trust God to hold the storm. Trust that your testimony, your testimony, testimony is greater than what you think it should be. So tonight I'm grateful and thankful for God showed his hand and what he is capable of. Trust God for the little things and see him move in the big things. It's so easy to say I believe, only believe, only believe. But man, if that tree is being rattled, it's difficult. It's really difficult. But God is in control. Trust that he's molding the character. Because God is in control. Amen. Amen. As we stand up. I encourage you tonight. Hallelujah. Our brother just came and shared with you what God is doing. You know in our time it's not easy to share such things. 
Somebody can say it's a private matter. When has it ever been a case that when God does something in your life becomes a private matter? Brother Brenham says we need to break about this God. Amen. If you praise him on small things, as our brother said, you will see him moving on bigger things. And as we go along, let us realize we can't do anything except through Christ. And if we can do everything through Christ, let's speak about him. Let's speak about his deeds. What is he doing in my life? The surgeon and the team that helped him they say we have never seen something like this actually the surgeon said it was for the second time but guess what he never told them what happened about the previous incident if he got it right, he was going to boost and say, it's the second time this, but he, he went quiet. You know why he went quiet. But on that case, God wasn't part of it. But this one, he was invited. Hallelujah. Let's just give God a round of applause. We are just simply saying, if you've got a storm that you are going through, God is still God in the midst of the storm. You know there was a storm. Jesus decided to sleep. In the midst of the storm, he was sleeping. How do you sleep in a storm? That's how our God operates. And that same Jesus, when he comes into you, he can still sleep in the midst of the storm. When people say, but what is happening? You just smile and say, God is in charge. How many believe that God is in charge? Maybe before I let you go, what, what I like most and I, what I think will move more into is when ministers show their vulnerability. And show how God took charge in their vulnerability. You are used to ministers saying, God is in charge. Thou says the Lord. But when you see a minister saying, 
I was tested until I looked this way and I say, what is happening? That's honesty. For, for me, the season of Superman is over. We need a super God in, in, our, in, our, in the midst of our failures. When he found me, that's when I was preparing the message son of man can these bones rise and when he told me I was just inspired and say they will rise and here is a testimony Amen. we are not worshipping a stature we are worshipping a living God. I don't know how many have got needs tonight. If you can raise your hand, how many have got needs? If you are sorted, you can tell us how you are sorted. But we have needs. As you raised your hands, I believe there will be a testimony behind that hand. Amen. You, Amen. you just have to believe. Amen. And God, a, a sister was asking me and say, what happens when you are weak and you can't believe? I say, this God loves you so much that he can believe on your behalf. How many know what I'm talking about? When he believes on your behalf. Amen. How many, how many times did the people come to Brother Brenham? Brother Brenham said, on behalf of this woman, God, I ask you to intervene. And he said, this is just my voice. But that's not me. It's him. He can believe on your behalf. We love this God. He has done great things. Do you have testimonies here, brethren? I can't stand a believer without a testimony. Without a testimony. How do you worship? Hallelujah. Because he is not dead. It means you are misaligned. But when you are aligned, you will see God doing great things. Amen. Give us that song. He has done great things. Brother Dibad will come and wrap up in prayer for us. Amen.
many believers had. As Brother Ripari comes. Thank you, Father. Dear Heavenly Father, here we are, Lord, coming to your house, Heavenly Father, to come and praise thee, Heavenly Father. We are thankful tonight for the word that you have brought, Heavenly Father. It's really a manna from heaven, Heavenly Father. We were encouraged, Heavenly Father, by the testimony, by Brother Ward, Heavenly Father. On our little corners, while we fight in this devil, Heavenly Father, we can only tell him that now the God that we're saving is the present one. The God that we're saving is still alive. He's still doing great things to our life. The only thing that we'll do, we'll just bless him. That's why the song says, Oh, bless thee, O my soul. Heavenly Father, it also happened to Elisha, Heavenly Father, after the departure of Elijah. Heavenly Father, he wanted, Heavenly Father, that God of Elisha. That was the situation that he was faced with. And indeed, Heavenly Father, you came down, Heavenly Father. We are thankful also that you have also came down to, Heavenly Father, the situation of Brother Ward, Heavenly Father. And indeed, you were, Heavenly Father, the great one, Heavenly Father, that has made sure that everything is in order, Heavenly Father. That's why our brother could come, Heavenly Father, and say, it is not by our might, but it is you, Lord, who has heavenly done these great things in our lives. Heavenly Father, the prophet says, Heavenly Father, we need such. That's why he says, in the olden days, Heavenly Father, you used to be everywhere, Heavenly Father. People could just testify about you. People could meet the Lord, Heavenly Father. That's what we need also in our time, Heavenly Father. Just, Heavenly Father, to talk about you, Heavenly Father, so that you can descend and be closer to us, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, bless your children, Heavenly Father, tonight that they've made it to this church, Heavenly Father. As, Heavenly Father, they also have their needs, Heavenly Father. You are the God, you are the designer of the hearts, Heavenly Father. You know what they are going through, Heavenly Father. May you touch, Heavenly Father, all, Heavenly Father, the situation, Heavenly Father, according, Heavenly Father, to their desire, Heavenly Father. We also, Heavenly Father, say, Heavenly Father, continue to bless, Heavenly Father, the family of Brother Ward. Encourage them, Heavenly Father. Lift them up, Heavenly Father. Give them the strength, Heavenly Father. We are also thankful, Heavenly Father, with our pastor, Heavenly Father, who is always, Heavenly Father, guiding us, Heavenly Father, feeding us, Heavenly Father, with this manna from heaven, Heavenly Father, because we need such you. Uh, such food, Heavenly Father, so that we can see God in our lives, Heavenly Father. Here is the church, Heavenly Father. Bless it, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, as we depart here, may we 
bless us, Heavenly Father, on our way home, Heavenly Father. Bless our needs at home, Heavenly Father. We have children also, Heavenly Father. We commit them unto you, Heavenly Father. We say, Heavenly Father, at their school, Heavenly Father, at their schools, be with them, Heavenly Father. Continue, Heavenly Father. Let their lives, Heavenly Father, at school be the one that people they can say they are indeed the believers heavenly father heavenly father we commit this service unto you believing praying in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen Amen. god bless you richly i think you can just give us a song before we dismiss Maybe Stampanyana, just yeah, you're gonna come with it. We're just testing it here. We see we are ready for it. Uh, there's a there's a sister that just contacted us from the UK. Says she, she has been following our services. Then uh, this Sunday, she said, I want to see those people in Whitbank. Amen. And I said, okay, but where you will be landing or are, there are many churches there. Says, no, 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 I'm going to hire a car. I know it takes one hour 14 minutes to come to Whitbeck. Amen. So can sisters make the hair feel welcome when she's here? If you cook to invite her to come and eat you at your house. Maybe those that are just interested for a fellowship, they can contact Sister Madiba and organize. Amen. That's how it's done. Uh, I think, Brampayan, remember in, in Zimbabwe, there is a sister that traveled all the way from Arizona to come to the convention there. So when the visitor is around, we make a visitor. When a visitor is around, we make a visitor. Welcome. And how do we welcome a visitor? What is the recipe of our church? Good music, good sermon, and good food. That's right. Amen. God bless you. I'm <laughs> glad you know. Amen. So that means you can see there are people that are praying for us all out there. Our ministry is supported by the prayers of the saints. There's another brother who told me that around June, or July, no makanjani. by all means. He's well, he's in London. He says, "I'm coming there, Pastor." You are welcome. You can refuse when visitors come. Give us a song. And then till we meet on Sunday. God bless you, Brother Ward, for sharing the testimony. There's some believers somewhere in the building who is encouraged. Amen. You know, 
the bit about being a pastor you are a coach yeah. I know what is happening in individuals lives so sometimes I can pull somebody and say just give the people encouragement and somebody is sitting there and say alright if it, he can do that for brother what he can do it for me hallelujah because that's how he operates if I tell you about the God that opened the Red Sea sometimes he's too distant the testimony is too distant but if we can tell you that God was here at Cosmos no excuse you've got to believe God bless you just give us a start very once the